if I don't get enough likes, then I, I won't be able to feed my, my children likes and give them likes for Christmas. And then they won't like Christmas. Everyone, I'm Ryan, and I'm Steven. This is Sixty Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. podcast. We got these uh, matching shirts. 1391s. We got this. There we go. I knocked, my, I knocked my headphones. You knocked them out. I oh, know. I fixed it. I just fixed it. Oh, okay, all right. But I had knocked out. That's why I was reaching over. I was telling the people <laughs> at home who were like, "What's? Why is he reaching over there? Why is he touching on that cable?" Yeah. Well, as we get into our topic, I'm going to yeah, pour yeah. this beer real quick. So, Nita Strauss. Yeah, Get Offset already covered this, but we're going to well, cover it. A lot it of too. people are going to cover it, but we're going to do our own takes. Boomers are losing their freaking minds. Nita Strauss is uh she is gonna stop playing with Alice Cooper for a while. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever said like I'm never gonna play with him again. Yeah. She's yep. going to stop playing with him for a while, and she's going to go and and play with, uh, what's this person's name? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, some uh, uh, pop act. Is how, that do you, you would... how do you not know who Demi Lovato is? Have you never seen Camp Rock? I have not. When did Camp Rock come out? Oh, I don't know, like 2008. That's why. On the Disney Channel. That's why right there. <laughs> I, was... I, ha- I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I asked my Zoomer sister. Yeah. About this person. And she did not sound like a fan. (laughs) She didn't know who Alice Cooper was either, but she didn't sound like a fan of Demi. Uh, But, you know, it sounds like this person has plenty of fans. But anyways, I'm kind of surprised Nita Strauss is leaving Alice Cooper uh, because I heard that that guy knows how to party or what. (laughs) Like, I kind of get... We're we're gonna go through some comments here that I screen grabbed from her, oh, from, yeah. her, from her face her, from her post on Facebook. Um, I kind of get that people are put off by this move, and we'll we'll dissect it in every you know like harebrained way that we can throughout this episode because it is a move from you know she started out in an Iron Maiden's tribute band, mm-hmm. clearly a on the line classic rock kind of genre mm-hmm. with a lot of guitar, you know, finger gymnastics and stuff like that. She mm-hmm. has her solo stuff, which is all very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shredder, like a, a virtuoso type stuff. And then she's with Alice Cooper, which is back to that very strongly on the classic rock boomer, boomer music kind of line there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, you know, Alice is great. Yeah. I'm not I'm not using boomer as a slur. I'm using it as a generational divide right now. Yeah. Uh and then the move from that to pop music. I could get I can get that a bunch of her fans are like, what is this? What's going on? Why are you doing this? You are abandoning us. Yeah. Uh but I think there's some really like practical ways to look at this. And honestly, I'm happy for her. Good for her. And I hope that it, you know, it does what she wants it to do for her career. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure she's going to end up playing with Alice again in the future or something like that. But let's get into some of these <laughs> like comments and uh, see how things go. 
Uh, someone said, oh, Mark Reiser. We know Mark, right? Or maybe I see him around so much that I just assume that we know him. Uh, amazing watching your career progress. Demi is going harder, and you're the perfect shred for her new yep. sound. 133 likes to that. Her new sound is kind of... Uh, it's like a... It sounds like early Paramore, kind of like early mid Paramore. It's that I've heard that pop punky. I looked her up and alt pop punky thing, right? Which I, and for also for what it's worth, it's oh, I, should, I keep saying her. I, should say I know, I know. I just caught myself uh, on that too. Uh, if, if we slip on that, it's not an intentional like misgendering thing or whatever. It is us sincerely slipping up, sincerely slipping up. I've been meaning to work that back into right, like rotation. In my dialogue, sincerely. So anyway, um, uh, but we're, we're going to try our best to uh, to not slip up on that. Demi Lovato has some older songs that are because that was the whole thing is all these Disney artists, your Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, uh, Demi Lovato. They all had kind of like edgy, like stuff early on that was like bubblegum pop punk. Well, I I I looked I looked Demi up. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call her by her name. I looked Demi up. And I listened to a song and I was like, ah, I didn't hear that, but I hear that, that she's going, that, that Demi's going for a strong rock thing right mm-hmm. now. Did, like, did you get, watch the video I sent you? I don't know which videos you sent me. The one that were, they were live on, I think Kimmel or. No, Fallon. I didn't see that. But that I saw, was Nita Strauss's first performance. Ah, like first I saw public performance. I saw people chattering about that, but then I saw uh, another song, another video from Demi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I've heard this song on the radio. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is doing an offspring plus whole plus uh, like 90s Weezer plus like Lady Gaga for the bridge. Like this whole amalgam of power pop. That's a really popular formula for in the early 2010s for Katy Perry. Right, right. Like it's got Katy Perry vibes for sure. And I was like, I, I get it. I get where this person's going. And also like looking at Demi's current like graphics and like kind of like album art and stuff like that. Demi's going for some sort of like hard rock vibe. Yeah. Some sort of like almost gothy kind of like wants to hang out with Trent Reznor. Yeah. I mean, sort their, of their, aesthetic. Their new album's called Holy Fuck. Right. Right. But it's the fuck with the, uh, like it's the Latin fuck. So it's Holy Fava. Right. Favuck. It's f five k, yeah f five k. So uh, Mark made that comment, and then someone else. I'm not going to name drop people that left rude comments. Oh, are we? Not, am I not uploading this folder to Imgur? <laughs> could if you want. I mean, people could just find it on Nita's Facebook post, and he replied to Mark. I give it six months. By the way, Alice Cooper fans, Demi is one of those. Oh, this is goes back to us stumbling all over this. Demi is one of those people that refers to herself as they, like everyone is saying, good luck with that. Hey, the pronoun, I don't know. As a crappy comment, like we're, we're stumbling all over it, but this person is sincerely like that is a, is that a pronoun? I don't know. This isn't, is this, this isn't a pronoun. It's like an indirect, it's like an direct, indirect object noun. 
I don't think it's a problem. There are those of us that are doing our best and failing, and there are those of us you know, it's funny in this it's, world that like sincerely like wish harm against people and don't I, I, don't want to honor people's you know personal decisions. I, I told like, one of my coworkers today, I was like, we're gonna talk about Demi Lovato on a podcast tonight. We're gonna screw it up so we bad. Are, yeah, we did. And I um the next comment on here, this is uh this is kind of where I'm coming from on this. Okay. Y'all Nita, all y'all Nita. just a little facts. Damian Lovato gets almost 30 million listeners a month on Spotify. Alice Cooper gets about 5 million. Do the math. That means a lot more recognition for Nita and more opportunities for her career future. She put in many years with AC. So wish her well or just be quiet. Get it, Nita. And the response to that was, how many of those 30 million listeners are going to hear Nita play on Spotify? Those songs are already recorded. Well, how many of those 5 million Alice Cooper listens? Right. I looked at the last two. Alice Cooper albums. And I know that she is going to be on some newer recordings with him or already has been. Well, she hasn't been on. Uh, she's but, on. Yeah. Those for five, the last two albums that both came out while she was in his live band. And that's the key. She's in the touring band. Right. She's not in the studio band. So her recordings with him are live show recordings. They're not studio recordings. And how many of those 5 million listens or just schools out for summer being played over and over and over. Again. Yeah. Yeah. How many of those 5 million listens are coming from the 134,000 or whatever public schools in the United States of America that are playing that song all at the same time on like June 14th? And how many of those 5 million listens are new artist discovery? And how many of that 30 million are new artist discovery where someone's going to listen to a Demi song, a Demi Lovato song mm -hmm. and be like, wow, I like this a lot. I'm going to check out the rest of their stuff. They're going to listen to the whole thing. And then they're going to go to a live show. Like that's new artist discovery. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to make this sound like I'm disparaging Alice Cooper, but he's a legacy act. Yeah. And the, we, we just discussed this a little bit before uh, pressing record. The people who are being exposed to Alice Cooper at a young age are the ones who are going to the shows with their parents. And it, it, Alice puts on an amazing show. It's a really fun rock show. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking your 14, 15 year old teenager with you to an Alice Cooper show, of course they're going to have a good time, but are they going to discover that music on their own? It's great to bring kids to concerts that you like to acts that you like and have them discover and be concerts that they like too. Yeah. But in the natural environment, the natural dynamics of teenagers and kids learning about music. They're, they're not, they're not discovering Alice Cooper very often on their own mm -hmm. is my guess. James, this guy says she'll be back. I bet she'll get tired of the bubble gum. Nita is too talented. I, I thought about this and the, this is the other angle I have. I have a lot. I have several angles. We hit on kind of hit on one. This one, um, the fur, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of, times this ha has happened, right? Whether it's Stevie Ray Vaughan playing with Michael Jackson or Eddie Van Halen playing sure, with sure. Michael Jackson. Uh, in the early 2000s, the big one that you would see live, like the, as the touring guitarist was Nuno Betancourt mm -hmm. from Extreme. Super talented. Right. Uh, you know, I would need more than words to describe how good a guitar he is. <laughs> um, but he was the touring guitarist with Rihanna. And so you would listen to her recordings. And this is what I think is going to happen um, with the Demi Lovato stuff is the new album. Nita will play the songs probably as they are on the album or pretty close to how they are in the album. 
But what Nuno brought to the Rihanna Live Tour is what I would speculate Nita's going to bring to the Demi Lovato Live Tour is, oh, this part that was like a drum break or was like some weird little like poppy like instrumental break that didn't really go anywhere. That's going to be Shred City now. Right. Like she's going to have opportunities to showcase her own abilities to riff on on a chord structure. Or like it's a pop show. Yeah. Yeah, this happens in all sorts of shows. Any big production show, Demi decides like, hey, this is the part of the show where I go backstage and do a costume change really quick, mm-hmm. wardrobe change. Nita's out there shredding some riff. Yeah. For three minutes, dropping a solo while someone's, you know, double kicking a bass drum or something like that. Yeah. Like keeping the men- momentum going while other stuff is happening. I'm sure all sorts of stuff like that is going to happen. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's a reason why she was selected. There is a reason why Nita as a professional who has done an amazing job branding and marketing, marketing herself, by the way, like it is a studyable thing to look at Nita Strauss's career. Like this person knows how to brand themselves. This person knows how to make smart career decisions. Mm-hmm. This person's on a really smart, like business path as far as being a professional musician and not just being a professional musician, but being an entertainer across the board. And she's, I, I really get the sense that she doesn't want to be the guitarist from a band or right. the guitarist in a band. She wants it to be, there's Nita Strauss. She's playing with someone. Yeah. But that's like, there's Nita Strauss. She is a brand. And Demi is buying that brand. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, she, she, Nita is a marketable product. She has, she has yeah. turned herself into a marketable product, which is an extremely smart thing to do. And it's made her so marketable that pop acts want to hire that. Yeah, people are like, reading into this. I, I skipped a few comments. It's a good thing is what I'm saying. If you're a fan of rock and you're a fan of guitar work and stuff like that and guitar players, you need to look at this as a good thing that pop acts are reaching over the aisle mm-hmm. into guitar heroism and saying, I want one of those. That's a good thing. And you should be celebrating it. Yeah. Um, I skipped a few comments because this is one that I think is really interesting. Again, people really overreacting to this. This guy says you left Alice Cooper in your own music for this. Just lost a fan. Someone responded, who said she's giving up on her solo career? And if you were not her fan anymore for touring with the singer, you were never a fan. And someone said she gave up her own music because she canceled her solo tour. There's some back and forth. And then Nita Strauss actually responds and says, tour, I canceled six shows over five months. There'll That's be plenty not a tour. Of, yeah, I'll, there will be plenty of solo touring <laughs> and the new record is still on its way. She's going to play uh, four... Four, eight, 12, I don't know. This is probably 30 shows over the next... Yeah, a tour... I say shows, they're concerts over the next four months. A tour can be six shows for sure, but if a tour is six shows, it probably takes place in two weeks. If a, Yeah, if a tour is six shows in five months, that's just like, mm, yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, that's like if, I, if my job had me like going to visit, um, visit like different... 
manufacturing sites around right, the US. Right. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to be in Logan, Utah doing a product in- inspection in three months. Do you guys got any bars there that I can play in? Like, right, oh, right. Oh, yeah. After that, uh, three months after, or two months after, two weeks after that, I'm going to be in uh, Atlanta, Georgia doing another inspection. Do you any bars there? Like, and I get that's it. That's not a tour. That's just playing in random places. I get it. It's a bummer if a show that you were looking forward to gets canceled. But, like, these days, that happens all the time for all sorts of reasons. It's happened forever for all sorts of reasons. Like, you don't know, she could have g- just gotten sick when your show was going to come up and you that you were holding tickets for. And then you would hold those tickets and hopefully Ticketmaster or whoever would honor your tickets next time she comes through sort of thing. Yeah. Like, there's probably not even really, their tickets probably, I mean, I don't know. Were, do you think those tickets were even on sale yet? I have no Maybe idea. I have no idea. But, like, the only reason people are getting upset about that is because she's going to play for a pop act. Yeah. Here's a comment. And it's like a rock. Like what I heard is like, it's a rock centered yeah. pop act. Like leave Alice Cooper. It's a band centered pop act. Like it's got band instruments in it. It's not like she's going over and there's just going to be like sample drums and DJ scratches yeah. going on. Yeah. And like synth parts. No, it's, it's a full gu- band. It's a full guitar sounding band. Like what are we actually upset about? Yeah. Leave Alice Cooper for this kind of music. It's your call. I respect that, but I will never understand. I, I think this is a typo. I'm going to correct it. Sure. I thought it was a bigger, better project than Mr. Cooper. And someone replied, there's no bigger and better project than Alice Cooper in this world. Now you can make the argument that it's not a better project, <laughs> I guess, because we better do not is even, we do not even have to argue that this person is wrong, that there's no bigger or better project in the world yeah. than playing guitar for Alice Cooper. Um, like that, like Alice Cooper is, I don't want to sound like I'm dissing on Alice Cooper because no. I'm not like he is an amazing showman and I like quite a bit of his music and I, I deeply respect him as, as a person in the industry, but he's not the biggest, best thing going around. He gets 5 million plays on Spotify. Yeah. He he's he's going to Europe. I didn't look. I wish the, I could get five million plays on anything. By the way, like um, that's not me trying to be a little. But like compared to so many other things out there, like he, Alice Cooper is smart enough to know that he's not the biggest and the best in this world. Why why are why, why is this fan not smart enough to know that? Uh, when Alice Cooper comes to the Los Angeles area on his tour. He is playing at the Yamava Theater. Have you ever heard of the Yamava Theater? Never once in my it's life. It's in Highland. You know where Highland is? No. It's, 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 is that where the Highlander lives? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's around, um, it's in the, it's north of San Bernardino. Okay. It's like around. I know where San Bernardino is. It's like is. between San Bernardino, it's like San Bernardino, Redlands. It's, it's just underneath sure. the mountains there. When Demi Lovato it uh, brings their tour to Los Angeles. They're playing at the um, YouTube theater, which is underneath SoFi stadium in Inglewood. And I think it's, seats. I'm not familiar with those stadiums. Do you know where Inglewood is? I know where Inglewood is. Um, the, but did those stadiums used to be called something else? And now they're named after companies. That one's pretty new. Okay. Um, Cause it's the one that they just built for the LA Rams. All right. Uh, but YouTube theater, uh, that place seats 6,000. So literally when they, when these two tours come through the LA area, first of all, Alice Cooper isn't even in LA. Alice Cooper's in San freaking Bernardino, which is fine. 
It's cool, I guess. And, and the venue that Alice Cooper is at is half the size. Right. And from what I saw, going now, someone's going to be like, well, just because Demi Lovato gets to play at 6,000 seats doesn't mean they're going to sell 6,000 tickets, which, okay, whatever. But like, when you go through the tour and compare the venues in similar cities, because I didn't just do this for LA, I did this for Michigan and a few other places, consistently, Alice Cooper is playing 2,500 to 3,500 seaters. Demi Lovato is playing five to six thousand. I honestly, so you don't think there's not a financial benefit to no. that to Nita Strauss, and he, she's not going to be making more money. It might not even be a financial benefit. It might be less money. Honestly, it might be. Like Alice Cooper is well known for taking care of his people. It might be less money, but Nita's smart. Nita is smart. There is probably some notable benefit to this. Probably a very clear notable benefit to this. It might honestly just be getting her in position to have industry connections that are in the direction that she wants to go. Maybe with producers or record labels, or I don't know how the industry works. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There might be more to this than just, I'm going to play with this artist. It, she, I have a feeling she's looking forward into her career a decade or two. Yeah. I trying to plan where she wants to end up. I think there's a lot of cool opportunities that prevent, present themselves from this. I think, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised. Again, it's like a four, at least what they showed when they did, they were, they were on this. Um, again, I can't remember. I think it was Kimmel. Uh, it's like a four, I think a four piece. So it's like Demi bass player, drums, Nita Strauss. There's probably, I'm sure for the, for the big stadium thing, there's going to be like extra guitarists and all this stuff. Um, but it's, it's a rock. Like it's definitely like he's, we it's talked about show. earlier. It's a rock, going to be a rock show. It's going to be its own thing. I think it's really cool. I mean, I, yeah. And also like I'm having, I'm imagining this. I don't know for sure. I'm not in the room with these people, but what I have observed of Alice Cooper interviews and things like that over the years and seeing how he talks to people and hearing stories about how he really cares about people that are around him and stuff like that. I would not be surprised if Nita went to him with this, like, Hey, I have this opportunity. What do you think about this? And he talked her through it and probably pointed out a lot of reasons why it would be good yeah. for her. No, absolutely. I can totally imagine Alice Cooper being like, Oh, you should totally do this because it, it'll be good for your career. Like anyone who's an Alice Cooper fan can probably imagine that scenario pretty clearly. Yeah. Uh, th there's no, you didn't grab a name on this. That's fine. It just says selling out may be too strong. Oh, that's because that was like the middle of like oh. a three paragraph. By your own definition, Nita did sell out. I don't know someone's own definition. He's, no, he's replying uh, to right. like someone. She has compromised herself in virtually every category listed. Oh Simply saying she hasn't because she'll do her own thing doesn't negate it. During the time she's playing with Lovato, she will be selling out, branching out to play pop music just for a bigger paycheck. Is jeez, man. Uh, I can see no other reason. Elevate another artist's work. Not sure how that's going to work. Well played pop music is still pop music. Definitely one of the weakest genres of music that has ever existed. You know, uh, Alice Cooper was in Wayne's World, right? Like one of the most popular comedies of the 90s. Right. Did Alice Cooper sell out when he was in Wayne's World? This is not like Alice Cooper, some independent underground band, and Nita is selling out and abandoning fans of a precious scene that has nothing else going for it. Like maybe right. there's three bands in the scene, and then one person is getting pulled out to be 
in some sort of Josie and the Pussycat sort of scenario. <laughs> you know, like she's a professional musician who has been a hired gun for a legacy act. I, and I mean that in, in a sincerely like appreciative way. Uh, they have a legacy. Alice I, Cooper I'm has a legacy. Throw out a really so. It's not like Nita Strauss was there to help write the songs that every that made everyone love Alice Cooper. You someone know? said, and the end of this comment is there is, of course, one way that she is that she, that what she's doing wouldn't be selling out. She may actually be a fan of Demi Lovato's music. Not sure how someone with Nita skills could be a pop fan in general or a Lovato fan in particular. But hey, stranger things have happened. You know how dumb this is. This is the equivalent of saying. I don't know how someone who works out as much as Nita Strauss could be a fan of ice cream in general or or uh, uh, co- uh, what are the drumsticks in in particular. But hey, stranger things have happened. And hey, we all know Nita Strauss Nita is Strauss a big loves, fan no, of drumsticks. Nita Strauss loves ice cream. I know this because I filmed a video with her and she ate ice cream during it. Yeah. And then after that video was done filming... I walked up to the cafeteria at Toman, mm-hmm. and you know who was there? Nita Strauss. Nita Strauss. And you know what she was doing? Getting ice cream? Eating one more ice cream after having just eaten an ice cream 20 minutes earlier while making a video with me. That's right. She had two ice creams in an hour. Yeah. Um, she loves ice cream. So, someone in here, I guess, kind of uh, tried to rebut. And who does what it, I, right? What I can't commented earlier where... Um, said you mean someone said you you can't mean kind of like when eddie van halen played for michael jackson and their comment was again didn't tour with them but their previous comment was it's going to be very sad seeing nita relegated to just a background musician i don't get it again i if you we don't know you don't know like the tour has isn't going yet and you're not gonna go so i guess you're not gonna find out what i will say going back to nuno with rihanna one of the reasons I knew about that is because when they performed, I think it was the Grammys or MTV Video Music Awards, some big like music awards show, Nuno was up there front and center next to Rihanna. Right. Like he's not just in the backing band up in the beginning. It's like when you have a star or a superstar and you also have a star or superstar musician, you don't put the musician up. Right. In the rafters, you they're down also, on the floor, on the stage with you. I saw a lot of comments about uh, it was Jimmy Kimmel that, that I think so that she was We're, on. I I should just look this up because we've questioned this like nine right, times. Right. So when you're on Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, it's yeah, it's Jimmy Kimmel. It's a, it's a talk show format. Yeah, they're not doing their stage show. And they can't do the normal things they do during their stage show. And every single time you see like a band with exception of like a few like nineties alt rock bands or something like that, especially a pop band when it's a one-off song for a talk show, of course the singer is going to be front and center and be the main focus of the three cameras in the studio. They're not doing a full rock show. They're doing a song and it's meant to promote the singer whose name is the name of the entire act. Like, like judging what Nita is going to be doing with Demi by a freaking talk show performance. Yeah. When was the last time Alice Cooper performed? Oh, I'm just kidding. The talk shows, the talk show circuit's kind of weird. So I don't, right? Like, it's always a 
kind of different performance on a talk show than you would get at a concert. Like, I think it's pretty reasonable to realize that. It's, it's so easy to get angry at these, not angry, but like point out the holes in these people's arguments. And I get that they probably feel abandoned or whatever. Like metal fans tend to get very sensitive about pretty much everything. Yeah. So the- <laughs> they're a very, they're a very touchy breed of people and they don't like things going out, going from metal to outside of metal. It's kind of a, I've been thinking about this for a while. Metal's kind of a musical dead end in a way. And mm-hmm. Alice Cooper, is that even metal? But I think yeah, because, is, is shock rock th- because Nita is metal, I think that association gets made. Mm-hmm. Like metal people like, tell me if I'm wrong. Does metal lead outside of metal to any other form of music? Or is metal a dead end i don't even understand this question so like i'm into surf right okay where does surf lead because of being into surf i branched out and got into bakersfield country and i got you get into rockabilly stuff and then you get into and then you get into kind of like west coast jazz and that starts splintering off all sorts of Um, other directions like like they're most genres you get into alt rock and maybe you fall in love with you know like they might be giants or something that that leads you down into like a, a, a line that splits into novelty and folk music. I mean, and now you're like splintering off. Like, I don't know if metal people are ending up in metal and then splitting out into new things. It kind of feels like people wind up in metal or find or lead the, their way into metal and they legitimately love it. But then they form a shell around themselves and all that they will accept is metal. I think that's just a people though. It's not, it doesn't have, I don't think that has anything to do with the music. Do you think that's just a thing that people I do? I think it's just people who are like assholes who want to like get pissed off about this kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. Because think about this. Like I could say and like people who are about to like argue with what I just said before you tell me like, Oh, I listen to metal and I listen to this. Do you listen to the thing that isn't metal because of metal? Did so, it lead you there? Is what so I'm what asking. I would say is I think you could make a progression to go from, uh, like a Mashuga or some kind of like so, some say you oh some, talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You start with Metallica and then you maybe you get into like more technical metal and so you end up in like a Dream Theater. Space. So you go from radio metal to technical metal. Like you go from like yeah sure you go from radio metal to like a people are still writing us like about a, that. I know a Dream Theater or like a Mashuga or whatever, and then maybe that takes you into Periphery or Animals as Leaders or. Uh, so more like prog. something more proggy. And then that takes you into uh, this town needs guns uh, minus the bear, you know, where it's highly, it's this highly technical, but it's less metal. And then that takes you to American football. And all of a sudden you're listening to emo. Do you think, okay, guys, confirm or deny. Did you wind up listening to emo by way of metal? I want to I mean, hear I think a lot of guys ended up li- like, I think there are, uh, there's a lot of people who were listening to like, going to a metal show and like a band, like, I don't know, blindside or under oath was opening. And then they were like, Oh, that band's cool. And so then later they go to an under oath show, but now under oath is opening for like my chemical romance. I'm like, Oh, I guess that band's cool too. And so then they end up listening to pop punk. Okay. Eventually like a couple more, you know, like in my head, I'm just saying like the idea, like, Oh, I'm listening to metal and this genre doesn't go anywhere. 
Like, maybe you're listening to metal, and then no, you're I think metal just leads to more you're metal. Listening to Limp Biscuit, I think, and me- then you're listening to Kid Rock, and now you're listening to country. <laughs> now and you're listening to Leonard Skinner. It was is Black Sabbath. Like, what if you're going through the history of metal? You're listening to Black Sabbath, then you're listening to the Deep Purple, and then you're listening to the Yardbirds. Sure, sure. <laughs> then you're listening to the Beatles. Then you're listening to Elvis. Steve doesn't. Steve doesn't agree with my theory it's at all. It's just so restrictive, and it, I think it's. But that's what I see when I see. Like, I don't think metal the, culture. I don't. Th- I think the sure. I think the culture might be restrictive, but the music itself isn't. It's more about like people inside the scene being like gatekeeper and being like, oh, oh, you listen to yeah, you listen to uh, disturbed all oh, poser. You know? I was thinking along the lines, of, like a, a counter argument to my own theory is that like metal could lead to neoclassical, which leads to classical, which then could lead to a, a spider web of things off yeah. of that. Um, I'm just saying, I think, I think you could say, say that like you could definitely make this exact same argument, which you, you would probably not, this would not bother you that you could make the same argument. You can make the exact same argument for pop punk, pop punk, Oh, if you're sure. going to say metal is a dead end genre, then I would say pop punk is also a dead end genre. Oh no, I don't think pop punk is a dead no, end genre pop punk's a dead because end genre. pop pop punk leads into various emo and screamos and yeah, things but like those, that. And then, it, and then and then it kind of intersects with like like you kind of have to do a U turn to end up in hardcore, but there still is a connection, you know. <laughs> and then hardcore, it's this donut of punk. Like if you start at pop punk. Then you circle around into emo and things, screamo and stuff like that. And then eventually you end up on the other side with hardcore. And then you end up circling down around and then you get back into like classic punk, like 1970s but I think you could punk. Make- and then you're into 80s hardcore West Coast punk. And then, or like DC punk. And then, then you're back. Then you're back to pop punk. It is a, it you is a donut. Do, you could do the same thing with metal though. This turned into a different topic. Like how many people do you think are listening to, uh, you know, who have their Megadeth album next to their The Locust album. I bet that I, I think there's probably a lot of crossover between like 80s speed metal and like 90s, like, like 80s, 90s, stuff. like grindcore. And like, because, you know, I, I I think, you know, there's some big relationships between like thrash metal and grindcore. Well, yeah, like, you know, like. Like your 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 average like grindcore listener listens to it on the way to work to chill out in the morning, but then like when they really really want to chill out, like Sunday morning pancakes, then they're putting on the Mega Death and stuff like that. You know? <sighs> All right, this is the last <laughs> this is the last comment on here, and I think to me this is kind of like the crux of it of the who cares of it all. Our family is so fired up for this. We're longtime Nita fans and even longer time Demi fans. In fact, the last time we saw Demi was 2018, the same year my daughter got her first two Nita hoodies. Every artist needs to keep moving forward and do new things. And I think it's a really unique opportunity for Nita to stretch her creative muscles. And as an added bonus, we already had tickets for Boston. <laughs> I don't think that's the band Boston. I right, right. To uh, go to Boston. Yeah, so the city. I, you know, I think that's the key is like, you know. Every time I see someone wearing a Boston shirt, I ask them band or city, and then they usually look at me confused and they never answer. This probably isn't going to surprise like any of our listeners. Um, uh, I think the last new Alice Cooper song 
I heard was Feed My Frankenstein or whatever. A great uh, song. Which came out 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited for whatever. Like, I'm excited for the current Demi Lovato single. Like, I like I like pop music and I like, again, yeah, people, oh, it's so simple. The structures are so I'm like, yeah, it's chords and you can do whatever you want on top of them. And I think right. this is a really fun opportunity and be at the ex- least. Be excited for all the 15-year-old to 25-year-old, whatever the fan base is of Demi, that entire group of people going to Demi's shows, sing Nita Strauss mm-hmm. on stage and getting stoked on what Nita is doing. Yeah. On yeah. playing a guitar and playing it like the badass player that she is and then going home and learning... Like, you know, kids have Wikipedia in their pocket. They're going to yeah. immediately be like, who was that? That was really cool. I want to know more about this person. They're going to get on their phone like, oh, what's this band? Oh, what's it's Iron Maidens? What's that? And now yeah. they are now they learn about Iron Maidens. Now they know about Iron Maiden. Then they learn about Alice Cooper. Now they know about Alice Cooper. Now they're getting into Nita's solo stuff and things mm-hmm. like they're getting into everything adjacent. And it's back to like, is the metal a dead end thing? Maybe it's not. Maybe this is Nita not being a dead end in metal, mm-hmm. like getting outside of that, proving me wrong and then spreading out to a whole new audience. Mm-hmm. And you know, people like older people complain so much these days, like, Oh, kids just do everything virtually. They do everything on their phone, blah, blah, blah. Kids are going to these concerts. My zoomer sister is going to concerts. She fully like, she goes to concerts all the time. Young people are going to concerts. They're learning about music at concerts, whether it's pop or something else that you don't like, because it's in your mind, it's not guitar centered enough, (laughs) but they're going and they're learning about musicians. Like my zoomer sister that I keep name dropping. Mm. She knows the name. You keep referring to her as your zoomer sister. To she, provide context to the audience. She knows about musicians in the the acts that she appreciates. Yeah. She knows like, oh, there's that guitarist and they helped this, you know, the, the singer with their song because I watched a thing about them or whatever. Like they learn about this stuff and they, they, you know, the fans of this music become fans of other music through it. So just like, don't be dumb and old and boring. Be smart and old and cool. You can still be old. You get to keep one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put this last thing. Yeah, put a button My on My last it. thing. The song School's Out for Summer uh, by Alice Cooper. Uh, Alice Cooper is credited as the primary songwriter on that, along with uh, five other, four other people who I think were just all part of Alice Cooper's band. Um, for whatever it's worth, which to some, a lot of people probably isn't anything. Um, Demi Lovato is still credited as like the number one songwriter on a lot of her song, their songs. Uh, I guess they have one more songwriter assistant than Alice Cooper does. Okay. So So you can't make that argument. Yeah. Like, I think there's a big assumption that like, oh, this person makes pop music so they're just a talent, like all, their only talent is singing the notes that somebody tells them to sing, that they're not actually putting in any work on their own. Some of the most talented musicians you and I have ever personally known, and you, you probably think of the same people that I am right now, are big into pop. 
Like there is a huge pool of amazing talent in pop. It's rewarding to them in a different way, yeah. but they are just as capable, if not more capable than your average musician, despite them being into pop, whatever baggage that, you know, we've got, this is a guitar show, a guitar channel. Yeah. We have guitar fans. I know what so many of you are thinking about pop and you need to, you need to open your mind and realize how much of the rock stuff you love is pop. Yeah, there's, you know. just, there's just there's just so many. There's just that so word many doesn't mean what you think it means. It, yeah, if you're, if you're thinking very specific situations, it does. But there's those situations in rock as well, and in yeah. like punk and in metal. Like there's those situations in every single genre that you don't like and that you do like, and that spectrum is in every single genre. So just get over it. That's my rant. All right. Well, this episode is uh, brought to you by and gonna, Nita Strauss. Gonna... Isn't your girlfriend? She didn't break up with you. <laughs> uh, and she might. She'll probably come back. I think she really likes playing with Alice Cooper. She wants to try something new. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jeez, chill out. Are you worried? Are you worried that you're gonna die before she plays with Alice Cooper again? Be honest. You, you're. That's what's gonna happen. I think. I think you're gonna make it. I'm going to change up our order a little bit. Right. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Stringjoy, new oh, sponsor. Not new sponsor, returning well, sponsor. Well, returning from a long, long time ago they, sponsor. They supported us very early on, and so we're already familiar with their product. Uh, they made me a custom, uh, a couple custom sets for my Hallmark, which is oh, hiding, yeah. hiding back there, because I had a very specific issue. Mm -hmm. I was having the ballins break off in the trim mm -hmm. uh, on the G-string, I think, and I was like, I'm having trouble... It's either grinding or just the motion causes it to unwind. And he's like, well, I'm going to make you this custom set with a G-string that won't unwind. Very and he cool. sent me two sets of them. And I definitely kept them on there way longer than I should have because they were so great. And I'm, I'm going to be talking with Stringjoy about getting uh, some sets in here for us to install and things and, cool. and have, uh, have a round and start working them into rotation. Uh, but... The customization through Stringjoy is like a huge deal. And honestly, we went and checked their prices earlier today. Yeah. And I always yeah. assumed like, oh, this is like premium stuff. Their sets are like eleven fifty a pack or something like yeah, that starting yeah. their out. Their basic electric string is, is like $11, 12 bucks. It seemed like their, across the range, it was like 11 to $15 yeah, for the their strings. Their acoustic strings are around 15 bucks. So, it, I mean, you're getting a premium uh, string that is made in Nashville. Yeah, and no. they, they they have their own machines, and they act, it's not an OEM where they ordered a bunch of spools and they're just tucking them into into bags and mailing yeah. them to you or something like that. No, they have the machinery there. They are they. I think the way it works is that they do a test wine to program the machine, and then when they get a good one by hand, then the machine knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah, something like over that. and over and over again. So they're programming the machines to do them that they want to do. They're manufacturing their own strings. And they have a fully customizable set sort of thing yeah. on their website. You can go in and make if you want wild combinations. You know, you see, you can go off the shelf with a lot of brands and get a uh, uh, light top, heavy bottom. But maybe you want heavy top, light bottom. <laughs> maybe you want heavy medium. Yeah, who knows? You want you light top, heavy medium, pick your own strings, medium bottom. Like, so, you, like you can, like you could literally go like every other like. Heavy string, light string, heavy string, light string, heavy string, light string, and hopscotch it for some weird reason. Yeah. Like there's, I was I was looking at it like I I I need to come up with something wild to do with this. 
So use the link down below. Uh, did we have a tracking link for that? We'll figure that out. We'll have a specific link, I'm sure. And then we're also sponsored this week. By Demonic Machines. Demonic Machines. Check this out. You might have seen this on the internet getting passed around. Well, we have one. Yeah, it's the homunculus. And I just filmed it today as of us recording right now. And I had a lot of fun with it. It's it's a clon. It's a clon cologne here. But on the front, <laughs> it's a little silly, guys. On the front, it says, I mean, it's not like I can just go buy an authentic one for a reasonable price, Bill. Get it? Because clons are so expensive. Yeah. Even KTRs. Are expensive. Do you know what the name of this is, Steve? It's the homunculus. No, it's the HTR. It's the HTR. The homunculus is a different one. Right, Which one's right. The homunculus? I don't remember. <laughs> but it also has a bunch of extra switching things here. I really like it on the germanium with the low end boosted. So, Ryan, what is go. this disgusting thing? I forgot the name of it already. The Alabarista Katana. <laughs> it is. It is a nasty like filter sculpting rat this is oh, a okay. this is you thought i was gonna say fuzz well it's kind of a fuzzy rat go back and watch my video steve is holding this the mold the mold go check them out demonic machines they're local don't to forget us. tone is, is in, in the, the signal, signal. <laughs> all right uh and before we go back to our normal show here uh, i do want to uh do a little housekeeping and thank uh for joining us at the four pound level Matt Good and at the ten dollar level, Joshua Molinite. Um, we're doing that. We're not there yet, man. We're not. We're not going to be there for a while. Uh, what? I thought we were getting close. No, we got to do an ad first. Oh, okay. Do we um, really? All right. Yeah, we got to do an ad. If you want to help support the show, like these folks have, we want to hear your name and we do housekeeping. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash Sixty Cycle Homecast, where for as little as one dollar a month, you or can as assist. much. As one billion dollars. What if somebody went in and they tried to? They're like, I was going to do a two billion, Ryan, but you said it only as much as one billion. Split it into two payments so it's easier for me to give one to Steve. <laughs> Why is it any harder? Because if I get two billion dollars sent to me, then we need to get legal stuff involved. Like they can cut a check for me, they can cut a check for you. I just let okay. the bank take care of it. Steve, it'll it'll split us up. We'll get into legal battles for a thousand years. If oh I get in two billion dollars and any of that money disappears into fees and bank like things and stuff like that, you'd be like, no, I I'm not I won't sell for less than one million even. And then you and I are at our throats. We're at each other's throats for the rest of our lives. PayPal's gonna take their cut. A never-ending feud. I don't want that with you, Steve. Oh my gosh. Yeah, pay, dude, don't oh my gosh, don't PayPal is two billion dollars. Yeah. Unless you're Elon. No, no, I mean, sorry, Patreon's gonna take their cut of right, uh, right. of uh, 10% or whatever. So we're really only gonna be splitting $1.8 billion. Uh this ad was from Reddit. It's from your wife's boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, who says, can I play the Gilmore solo to running up a hill on this? Uh, and you said, can I have the link to this ad? Which Keith underscore OB, a.k.a. your wife's boyfriend, said, absolutely. How come he... Okay, it's because I didn't upvote him. I was like, how come I have one vote and he doesn't have any? I didn't upvote him. Now I feel bad. This is a Harmony H15 silhouette slash Bobcat on Reverb for $625. Uh, this is a really good looking guitar, but the, the guitar is cool, I guess. But have you seen the case? It looks like the guitar. <laughs> I love this and I want this for me. It's in really good condition, except they like 
put stickers on the knobs, I guess, so they know where which direction up is. Oh man, this is a really... are there stickers? Oh, I feel like they're just mess. They're just locking in their favorite setting. So like, oh, if they're all lined up, then I have my favorite I setting. Yes. Anyway, the case is ridiculous. The case is a. Uh, you know how like usually you have the anxiety of like oh, I'm going to put this nice guitar in this case, but I don't want it to be like you know, the case that's branded for that brand. Cause then I don't want people to know what's in it. And I don't, it's, you know, like it'll be less tempting for a thief or something like that. I, I kind of like, is that a thing that goes through? Maybe your it's just an anxiety that I have. Uh, maybe there's a thing that no, your case is painted. So people know exactly what's in there. And it's like a full on just artistic painting of the guitar that waits inside. Like I really love that as a concept and I kind of want to do it. Do you have a, I mean, I'm sure you got hard. I heard you have a bunch of hard cases behind I would this do wall. The, I would do that because the hallmark f- needs like yeah. a fairly unique case or like the nutter has its own the case. Nutter has, needs its own Ooh, case. Yeah. Painting the nutter on the side of its case. And it has that, it has like the silver Tolex. I could do you know, like some kind of grayscale sort yeah, of thing, yeah, like yeah. of the Nutter guitar on the side. I might have to do this. <laughs> it's a, it's a very silly, stupid, fun, beautiful idea. I my The one thing I hate about this is like, they were really committed to the bit, but apparently they could not paint in cursive. <laughs> uh. You know what? I, this looks like the type of thing that would end up on the wall of a house of blues. It's like, oh, here's this like Southern outsider art. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's some folk art for you. Like it's very, very folk arty in the way that it's imperfection mm-hmm. is 100% sincere and perfect. There's no part of this where I'm like, oh, this is some artist trying to look old school and like trying to like do like a little kid painting or no, this is a sincere attempt by someone to make art without being trained in the arts. And that is beautiful. You don't need to be trained. I don't want that. I don't want people to think I'm saying you need to be trained in the arts. You absolutely do not. And this is proof. This is beautiful and sincere. I like how you you love this artwork so so much that you didn't actually get the description of the guitar. I don't even care about the guitar. I only care about the case. Tell me what I'm missing, Steve. I did notice that the bridge looks different than I would expect. I think that is an after because it's that's that's a Rickenbacker bridge without the kever. If you say so, I wouldn't know. Or or a variation on a Rickenbacker bridge because it it's meant to have four posts and it's missing one of them. I'm not very knowledgeable on Rickenbacker, Ryan. Okay, I've never played one. Well, I That's can not tell true. you're I played not one when I was like 13. Steve, I can tell you're not very familiar with those guitars, that brand, because you completely mispronounced the name. It's oh. pronounced Rickenbacker, Steve. We all, Steve doesn't know how to pronounce Rickenbacker. You've been on a guitar podcast with me for eight and a half years and you don't know how to pronounce Rickenbacker. This is a Steve Martin bit, dude. I'm going to delete all our episodes because none of them count now. <laughs> oh man, you want to open some mail? I do. Uh, someone sent us a guitar-shaped box. Um, Steve thinks 
Steve knows who it is. Uh, Steve is going to get the knife faster than me. Don't stab me, Steve. This, this is what was, you get for making fun of my pronunciation. This was in our UPS box. And I honestly, I, I opened up the little box with the key and I flipped it open and I blacked out. And then I ended up standing in front of the UPS store. No, they give not you remembering a, they give how you I got a, it. They give you a little piece of paper and like, they say, how did, get this from how us. did this come out of that little box? All right. It looks, it's in a hard case. In a hard case. It's in a hard case. Ugh. I uh, I hate this. The suspense is killing me. I'm I'm not feeling any suspense. <laughs> Steve thinks he knows exactly what it is. I don't know exactly what it is. I just I think you're right though. We think it's a zooey. Zooey is it zooey or zooey? I forgot. It's pronounced zooey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it pronounced, uh, oh, you don't know, you don't know yellow card, though. Sorry. Oh, damn it. Because oh, I was going to say, is it pronounced, uh, yeah, never mind. Zuway, Zuway, Zuway from, never mind. Okay. All right. Hold on. You have a letter. Dear 60 Cycle Hum, we at Zuway, Zuway, USA, Wanted to send you this custom-built guitar. Congratulations on 100,000 followers. This is quite an accomplishment, especially in uh, the genre of guitars and gear. We hope you cherish this instrument as a sign of this accomplishment. But more importantly, we hope you play the shit out of it. We know what a POS our Chinese warehouse sent you, and we wanted to show you the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, you asked us to contact you when products are made and shipped from our USA shop, and this is our first venture in the area. This guitar is part of our new Zue USA Custom Series. These start at $499 and are all under $900. In a world where so much is the same, we're doing something different. Each is one of a kind and are designed, finished, and assembled in the USA. The raw parts are sent from our factories overseas where we handcraft them into affordable, extremely playable guitars. We focus on playability, tone, and affordability. Things like exact one degree neck angles, uh, level smooth frets, stable Floyd Rose trim, quality hand-wired pickups, and alpha pots. Esports concentric volume pots for precise pickup blending. The top volume controls the front pickup and the volume, the bottom and the back. Simply turn one all the way down to shut it off. These are covered in five coats of hot wax. I'm actually really interested in this. Uh, they do a hot wax finish, which I don't think I've... Yeah. If I've seen this on a guitar, I didn't know about it, which is not only 100% eco-friendly, it's cost-effective, allows the wood to actually vibrate more and sustain like it should. These will relic at a much faster rate, so not for everyone who wants to wait... Uh, or for not everyone wants to wait 30 years to age their guitar. Um, I'm trying it to has see. a smell to it. There's a lot of, you know, things in here that I, I'm you picking know, up green tea and like orange rind. The pickup, the front pickup is a five and a half K single coil. The rear is an 11 and a half K. Um, this is a great combo allowing for unlimited tonal capabilities, especially with, with combined with the concentric, Pots. This is something we think only Zuy, Zuway USA is doing. It really has gotten amazing feedback in the shop. Uh, these come complete. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's wood, wood, wood burned in there. <laughs> I guess we have to keep it. <laughs> uh, the goal, is, right. to, the goal <laughs> is to provide one of a kind USA design and assembled guitars that are extremely playable at affordable prices. Hope you dig it. We know we didn't get off to such a great start. 
with the PLS guitar you were sent. However, we here had nothing to do with that. That's uh, true. And in fact, did not even have our USA shop open at the time, but it did negatively affect us being we sell the brand. We're far from Amazon. They're the only company in this price range doing offering this kind of guitar buying experience. 100% studio and gig ready upon arrival. So a lot of things in here. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say some stuff right now. Yeah. Um, those of you who are familiar with you. our adventure with uh, Zuwai, Zuwei, however it's pronounced. Um, don't noodle right now while I'm doing this. Um, Steve, please. I won't be able to concentrate. All right. Uh, we, it, I, Here's what happened. Here's the story. I got contacted by the import representatives of Zooway. You know, the, the people writing me with a translator or something like that. Uh, they're that are directly representing the factory and the brand. And they're like, hey, can we send you a guitar? And I was like, here's my rates. And we had this whole back and forth. We're like, please, please, please do it for free. Please do us a demo for free. We need it. it like blah, blah, blah. My family will lose the factory or something like that. Like there's multiple sob stories that came up. It was pretty wild, honestly. Um, and so finally, like I got enough, like free time cleared up where it's like, it wasn't free time. It was just like, I was, I was tired of the sob stories. And I was just like, cause it, they just come, kept coming back every few weeks. It's like, Okay, just send one to me when I have time, I'll film it. I offered to, to do what my unboxing thing for free, basically. Um, right. th if you didn't know, demo, this, demos are how I pay my bills. It's my job. It's my career right now. I have to charge for my time to be worth it or my kids don't you know, have food on the table. So the guitar that they sent, it was legitimately the worst guitar I've ever received in my life. Or that I think I've ever encountered in, in new condition. Like I've encountered guitars mm -hmm. in pawn shops and stuff like that that are in terrible condition. Um, but it was shocking how bad it was. It, the nut was cut and installed really, really bad. The neck had this buzz to it. And I'm pretty sure the, the truss rod was snapped inside. And it was just buzzing at certain frequencies because I could not dial the buzz out to save my life. And I ended up giving it away to Haley for Girl Smash Guitars. So she's going to have some girls smash that guitar eventually. Um, so when I published that video, the representative from, from Zooway USA got into the comment section because I was like, this is like the worst guitar I've ever received. And there was a bit of a meltdown going on in between us and between them in between everything, everyone in between thousands and thousands of comments on a video and the video blew uh, big and I believe that it totally did make business hard for anyone trying to sell Zooway. Um, and I, you know, like they sent me the guitar and asked me to film it. That's what I do. And if I didn't publish things that were bad, that from my perspective, that would be dishonest. That's a cool little thing. So I'm wrapping up that story to say that we had this kind of dramatic interaction that longtime viewers of the show, I think it was like six months ago. Um, saw go down and I just want to say that after all of that this is this is a good way to go Zue USA like this was the correct thing to do this is the correct way to kind of like whether it was revenge or sincere you know like I want to get a good one in your hands or just like I'm going to troll these guys sort of that's what I mean by revenge like I'm going to troll troll these guys I'm going to have them remember you know what we went through and, and show them up with a good guitar that's the way to do it
I think I think you did that right, and I I honestly really respect it. And thank you. I'll I'll film a video with this, yeah. and I'll go I, through I, it. I'll just say this is the, when I've seen these on, on uh, not this one, obviously. One of the things in here later. I mean, the, without even looking, like sitting here looking at it, I can tell right off the bat this is a billion times better than that other Zoe yeah. I got. Uh, the there's a set of strings in there because this guitar actually sat on their shop floor after they built it for a, a couple weeks. And apparently people who know the channel live in the area because they're outside of like, they're in Boston Spa, which is uh, in New York near Sarasota Springs. And so people who are familiar with the channel are also familiar with the shop. Right. And uh, so I guess they said for, uh, they think as many as like 40 or 50 of people who know who we are have already played this guitar. So there's a new set of strings so you can get their funk off of it. Oh, okay. Uh, basically. I think that knob placement is really interesting. Yeah. But this is the kind of thing we talk about import guitars a lot on here. And this is the sort of thing where uh, this is what I would, I what I want to see come out of China more kind of unique takes on things. Yeah. You could, you could be um, what's the word I'm looking for. You could be um, reductive and say, well, it's just a HS. It's a HS strat. Sure, right. Sure. But, it's a take on a strat. That it's not trying isn't to cl- really a thing. It's not trying to be a strat. It's not, it's not trying, trying to, to clone anything it's specific. Kind of, it's kind of going back to this. Uh, it's hark- It's definitely harkening back to like a super strat in eighties sort of a vibe. But then doing this like wax clear finish is really right. cool. It feels really interesting. Uh, a kind of like Gretschy covered humbucker. Yeah, and I know it's not going to be a filtertron or anything like that, but it has a different cover on it. Like, there's some unique qualities here. I'm 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 excited to uh, get to know this guitar and film a little video on it. So, thanks, Zuei. Thanks for you know like, thanks for being cool. This is cool. I appreciate this. Like after all this time, like I honestly thought we all forgot about each other, sort of thing. And um, yeah, yeah, I I appreciate it. We we were a little worried that we were going to be like, oh great, it wouldn't blah blah blah. And like now I actually feel really positive about this interaction right now. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. We're we're already in an hour. Yeah, we can do it. Let's do it. Sponsors. Let's do two more sponsors. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this show's also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. That's right. They make pie. They make this slice of a pie. So, I was telling Steve this story. I had this on my board for a really long time, mm-hmm. and my four-year-old daughter, almost four-year-old daughter, saw it on there all the time and always thought it was awesome. And then I swapped it out to play at church to try something different, a different fuzz. How dare I yeah. at church like a week or so back? And my daughter noticed, like when I played, she came up to the stage after church and was like, where's the pizza pedal, dad? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I had to swap it out. I, I wanted to try a different pedal. And she was like, she like pouted about it. Today, she came in the garage, saw my pedal board and saw that I hadn't put it back on there. And she started trying to pull the other pedal off. <laughs> And I was like, what are you trying to do? She's like, help me pull it off. I'm like, why? It's like for the pizza pedal. Like, she knows exactly where it goes on the board and she wants to see it there. So go get lined up with a bigger slice of pie or any other pedal from bigger pedals. Mm-hmm. Your children will love your pedal board for it. And that's all any of us want, right? Or you could go over to Chase Bliss, other sponsor. We've got a full sponsorship, four slots filled. In this in this episode, Steve, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Uh, real, real quick, because okay, okay, I'm sure people are gonna. We were waiting for the was motorcycle. That, a car? that was a motorcycle. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 
I know a lot of people have said, you know, Big Ear's been been kind of silent on socials. They're moving. They're they're more than moving. They moved, but their house isn't finished being built yet. <sighs> so Grant messaged me. He says, "Hey, um, let people know they've already built fifty four like orders, like ready to ship. The problem is, is they're stuck in a U haul. Grant is living in his car with his cat." Yes. In his in-laws' driveway, basically, uh, in Karen's parents' driveway, he like sleeps in the car because he does, wants to make sure no one steals his stuff. Because the freaking builder for his home hasn't finished building it yet. How long is so that going to take? I don't know. It's a whole crapshoot. Um, but that's the deal. So get on their list. They're you know they're gonna, follow they're them gonna, on every social media. Yeah, Grant hasn't like. Bigger pedals isn't done. They're not out of business. They're not taking your money and running. They're ready to ship. They're ready to ship. They just need an address to ship from. Exactly. So uh, (laughs) hold tight. Get on that mailing list. All right. Chase Bliss Audio. Right. Longtime sponsor of the podcast. You want to treat yourself? Christmas is coming up eventually, no matter when you're watching this. It could be (laughs) January 1st. You're like, man, Christmas is coming up quick. Tell everyone in your friends, your family group your boss, your secretary, whoever you work with, everyone you work with, tell them which Chase Bliss pedal is on your Christmas list. This is your Christmas reminder in July, guys. Tell them. Maybe they'll get it for you. You never know. Put that out into the universe. Just start telling people out loud. I really want a Chase Bliss audio therme. And people will be like, why did you just say that? Like you're at the doctor's office. It's just what I want. Like try that. Try manifest. Try manifesting chaseless maybe, audio pedals maybe, in your life. Maybe your spouse or your parents or whatever is like, "Hey, can you build me a wish list for Christmas for you?" You know what? You make, know what? That, a, that wish list is already built. It's called chasebliss.audio.com. Put together a dream board for your your corporate business meeting that you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Put that together. Work Chase Bliss into it. Like, oh, we need to work on our national uh, shipping infrastructure and blah, blah, blah. This part of the budget is toast. Don't even get like get me started on it. But have you? do you guys know about the habit? <laughs> this is my dream board for the company. Let's get this all together. The habit is on there. This company as a whole needs to know about the habit. I'm just saying. Make it happen in your life. This ad was sent by Daniel Esporma. Um, it sure was Steve. It's a GOB Jetsons telly is what you called it. I don't, there's no description anywhere of this. Did I not get this, the screen grab of the description? No, you did not. Oh, well, I think he, oh, maybe I completely screwed that up. Is it in the, is it in the, I think it's in the group, the call out. Man, I must have totally screwed that up because uh, it was a reverb listing mm. and it was like 600 bucks. Okay. And the guy had a ton of information on it and it's a, it's an assembled guitar. It's not a constructed guitar. Oh, okay. Uh, but it sounds like this guy does cool builds and this is one of them. I don't want to like complain about this too much because early on in the channel, Eastwood sent us two airlines. Well, he sent me two airlines and they sent that Eastwood base. Um, my biggest issue with the airlines, I really love those guitars and I sold them after years and years. And I still regret that sometimes. The only thing I didn't like about those guitars was the rubber bumper around the body because mm-hmm. the strap would catch on it and make like a squeaky noise sometimes. 
And it was a little bit uncomfortable when your skin would contact it. And so that was pretty rare there. I I really like this like flat top telly take, but it's not flat top, but it's like wood edged raw wood coming through the paint take on an airline body. I think Eastwood should be doing this. GLB USA parts caster, Jetson Telecaster, thin skin with a bootstrap USA pickups. If you've been following my build, there's a bunch of description here. Eastwood does Revolta, right? (sighs) I think so. Or like it's one of the Nova brands that, or you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it's Revolta. I think it's Revolta. Riviola. And they do those super thin metallic finishes Mm -hmm. over like sandblasted wood. They should carry over some of those finishes to Eastwood and do this kind of wood slab take on an airline. This is a really cool I setup. Think it's cool. The yeah. only thing I don't like about it is that the guitar is painted blue instead of gold. Like if oh. that was gold metallic paint on the on the that wood grain, uh, I I think it's really cool. Is all I'm gonna say. The uh, the five way switch is a. Uh, uh, has fixed or cocked wah tone options. So two of the positions are, um, they call it a fixed wah tone. It's a thing. I don't know how they do it. I think there's just an inductor in the circuit or something. Mm-hmm. So you get like an, a, a cold, it's a, it's a wiring thing. That's a really cool feature though. Um, it's a freestone neck. I'm not familiar with them, but it sounds like they're pretty, the guy's really happy with him. He's like you said, he's he makes a lot of these, so yeah. And like you said, it's six forty nine plus eighty five dollars shipping on reverb. So it, the weird not- thing to me is it looks like the fretboard is uh has a clear finish on it, like clear coated. Yeah. It's kind of like a Rickenbacker maybe sort of thing. Maybe it's just really clean. Maybe it's just maybe he just oiled it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think he just oiled it before he took that photo. I like this. I like it too. I don't I don't really love the Jetson body, I guess, but I love the Jetson body. Uh, no, I think it's really great. I kind of want to look at the other guys other stuff now. So everyone rush over to reverb and look at this guy. Maybe I'll think to put a link in the description. All right. Another ad or do we have another thing? Let's do the last ad. All right. This is a John and John. And when we go, when we go long, I always feel like, great. This, this episode is going to be an hour and 40 minutes long, but we're going to make it. Yeah. We're only at one ten right now. Uh, John and whistle Fenderbird project. Note the reds in this pick of the base came out funky, but it looks normal in person. This started out as a Dean John and whistle signature import base, but I decided to do a bunch of mods. Problem was that I was retired from playing live shortly after I started working on it, and I'm getting divorced, downsizing, and just don't have the time or ability to finish it. Once someone finishes it, it will be a killer, distinctive base. Body was stripped, shaped to be a bit more accurate, painted, but still needs final wet sanding and buff. Replace the thin 22-fret maple neck. Not a fan of real narrow necks, prefer a P-base width. With a custom-made 22-fret rosewood board one, the F decal for kicks. Okay, I guess uh, change out hardware to Chrome and added a Chrome pickup ring for bridge pickup guts were pulled out and saved. It originally had three way active EQ volume rotary it made a harness that took out the active and has volume for each pickup. Uh, the two Chrome dome knobs and three mini neural mobs, mob knobs are mm, master volume yes. tone. I'm still surprised uh, you can't pronounce pronounce. Yeah. Needs a nut. 
You can see what they originally looked like mine after I changed the next and also what one of John's looked like also red. Not interested in trades, obviously cash only. I didn't grab a screenshot of what it looked like originally. I'm so mixed on this overall. You know what my first question is? What? Did I make this? <laughs> if I had this, I could form a full band with my Fender necks on Gibson bodies oh. <laughs> collection. This plus my Fender neck on my Explorer plus my Fender necked Flying V. <laughs> They're asking four fifty for this, and I just I I get the story. The story is like cool, I guess. Four fifty is about two hundred dollars too you much. You think that's cool, Steve? He's no, getting I mean a the story, the story of the d guitar build, not the story of why he's selling it. Uh, I forgot to say earlier. What if what if we're drinking, what if this we're drinking Juicifer from Gnarly Barley? Oh, that's what we drank company. earlier. Yeah. Uh, thanks good. for thanks for saying. No, it was good. It was great. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Thanks, what thanks, if, Ian. What if this guitar? Okay. Was the straw that broke the camel's back? Like he was building this guitar, and his spouse was like, "I'm done." No, she's like, "No." Not another one, not again. And it wasn't because it's a guitar and a guitar hobby thing. It was like he's starting another hobby. Mm. It's mm. like you last what last week it was trains. Now you're building guitars. Like he's got a problem. Oh my gosh. It's definitely his fault. And this was the thing that broke the camel's back. Or maybe his wife is a brand purist. And she's like what How a dare you combine these what two a things? Abomination is this? I thought I knew you. I'm sure that's more what it was. It's because she just like can't handle the insanity of right. this. This is a I could this never is a, I could never love a man who mixes brands. This is a Lovecraftian horror. <laughs> I honestly like it. I like they they reshaped the lower horn. Right? That's not the normal shape for that. I, I don't know. They just said I they gave it I, a deeper I, cut. I don't know what the original looked like versus the ant whistle, but I assume so. I love it. I love it. I support this. Now I need to make a band with my Fender Gibson Chimeras. Oh my gosh! You, it's kind of like you need a bass. The stupid thing. Here's, here's the stupid thing. You that I keep doing with these Fender necks on Gibson bodies. It's the worst. Why don't you ever put a Gibson neck on a Fender body? It's it's the worst body with an with a good neck. Like Fender <laughs> has the best, most comfortable ergonomic bodies, and I keep throwing these horribly unergonomic bodies at Fender necks. I'm trying to see if any of them are none of them are out here, huh? What? No, the, no, the the Explorer's out in the kitchen, and I keep the V up in the office as you should. It is an abomination. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. It's a lot of fun to look at. I just don't want to play it. <laughs> this uh, this week's song was sent by Rev Blue. He says, you played a tune of mine a few weeks ago. My kids were geeked about it. Absolutely okay if you already have things scheduled. But Father's Day is around the corner. And I actually have a tune on my channel that is a hip-hop sort of backing track my son made for me to play over. So it's a father-son duo. If you wanted a theme tune, again, no pressure expectations. Well, that's good because... Uh, this song is going to a belated Father's Day. Everyone go call your dad if that's a thing that you're still on speaking I terms almost, with your dad. I almost thought you were going to say go hug your dad. 
And I was like, is Steve going to recommend for everyone to get, to go hug their dad right now? I thought about it. I could tell you, I could read your mind. And I was like, maybe that's far, far away. This is a Steve. Are we psychically Blue, connected? Blue Gubrius featuring Blue Junior. The song's called Blue Falcon. Blue Falcon in the night. Little doggy, close your eyes. It was fun. It was fun little uh, like home jam over that loop or not a loop like a like a what do you call that a song? Yeah, a, a beat, song? a beat, a beat. But there was more than a beat to it, right? Like a jam, a jam track. Is that what you would call I that? No, it, it was, was fun. fun. Liked it. You guys can send us all kinds of stuff. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like oh here's my band's you know single or whatever. Or like here's you know like whatever. Like send us stuff. Thanks, Blue. Thanks, Blue Junior. Yeah. Stay grounded. Bye, everybody.